Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Michael Pitkowski, and today we will learn a little bit about Tractate Shabbat Daf 23. Shabbat 23 continues a discussion found in the previous pages about Hanukkah, and specifically about lighting the Hanukkah candle or candles. A number of statements are brought by Amoraic rabbis that attempt to delineate who is actually obligated to light Hanukkah candles. One well-known statement is by Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who said that, Nashim chayavot b'ner Hanukkah sha'af hen hayu ba'oto hanes. Women are obligated in the lighting of the Hanukkah candles, since they were also part of the miracle. According to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, since women were part of the miraculous events surrounding Hanukkah, they are also obligated in the central ritual of Hanukkah observance, lighting the Hanukkah candle. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi's justification for the obligation of women in this commandment, since they were also part of the miracle, is also found in the context of reading Megillah Esther, the scroll of Esther on Purim, and drinking four cups of wine at the Passover Seder. While the rabbis of the Talmud are often criticized for their opinions about the status of women, at least here we have an example of a rabbi who was making sure that women, women were part of Jewish ritual life and the larger historical and religious experience of the Jewish people. Another, reason, another person whose obligation is discussed is that of the Achsanai, the traveler or wayfarer. Hanukkah is a home-based ritual. It is a ritual that is to be celebrated with one's family and in one's home. So where does that leave the person who during Hanukkah is traveling? The answer is that a person traveling is also obligated in the commandment of lighting Hanukkah candles, since in a sense they are living in a temporary home. This obligation is modified somewhat by the testimony of Rabbi Zeira, who said that when he was an unmarried student and living at someone else's home, he would contribute money to the purchase of the oil for the Hanukkah candles in order to emphasize his participation in the ritual. There is then a discussion about the blessing recited over lighting the Hanukkah candles, about which I would like to say a few words. After discussing these different aspects of the blessing recited over the Hanukkah candles, such as who is obligated to recite the blessing and when is the blessing recited, a question was then asked by what is known as the anonymous Talmud, or Stam HaTalmud, the material found in the Talmud that is unattributed and transmitted anonymously. The question was, Mai Mivarech, what is the blessing? Until now, no one has presented the actual text of the blessing itself. The answer to, the, to this question was, Mivarech asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu lahadlik ner shal Chanukah. One blesses, praised are you, Lord our God, who has sanctified us through his commandments to light the Hanukkah candle. This formula is similar to many other blessings that are recited over ritual acts, so there is nothing surprising about the formula itself. But the anonymous Talmud responds with a question that may surprise some of you. Heichan Sivanu. Where have we been commanded? 
The question focused on the word vitsivanu and has commanded us that is found in the blessing. Where can we find the source that describes God commanding us to light Hanukkah candles? If we don't have such a source, how can we claim that God has commanded us to light Hanukkah candles? There are certain ritual commandments whose source we can find in the Torah, such as blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah or taking the lulav and etrog on Sukkot, but Hanukkah is a post-biblical holiday which is not mentioned in the Bible at all. Two Talmudic rabbis gave two different answers to this question. Rav Avia said that the source for the commandedness can be found in Deuteronomy 17.11, Lo Tasur, and I quote, You must carry out fully the law that they interpret for you or the ruling that they say to you. Do not turn aside from the decision that they announce to you, either to the right or to the left. The second opinion brought in the name of Rav Nehemiah locates the source in Deuteronomy 32.7. She'al avicha v'yagedcha zekenecha v'yomrulach. Remember the days of old, consider the years long past, ask your father and he will inform you, your elders, and they will tell you. I would like to present the possible understanding of these two different verses and why both of them were offered as proof texts. The first opinion, that of Rabbi Avia, finds commandedness in rabbinic authority. According to his understanding of Deuteronomy 17.11, when a person follows what they, that is the sages, say to him, he is in fact fulfilling God's commandment. Following the rabbis is equal to following God. The second opinion, that of Rav Nehemiah, finds commandedness in family and community. Ask your father and he will inform you, your elders, and they will tell you. Both of these rabbis were trying to explain how a system of religious tradition and law combines both development and authority. How do we understand the belief that God commands us to do certain things, while at the same time understanding that our tradition develops and changes over time? Some of us will at times find commandedness and authority in learning, while at other times we will find it in family, community, and our own experiences. What both of these interpretations offer us is a justification for religious life that incorporates history, development, and change, but also authority and commandedness. Thank you, and lehithraot. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.